0: In our latest Feed Matters podcast instalment, we talked to Brian Philpot, CEO of Ag America about the effect of COVID nineteen on the US ag industry. Ag America, one of the largest non bank agricultural lenders in the US, recently released a report on the economic impact of the coronavirus outbreak on the US ag sector. The report noted that meat and ethanol have experienced the most substantial fluctuations, with corn and dairy right behind. However, it acknowledges that each sector is facing their own set of challenges as the country navigates the COVID-19 crisis. Ag America maintains that the US government response, both on a monetary and fiscal level, will play a major role in the economic recovery of the US agricultural industry, but also in the US at large and globally. So Brian, you say that now is the time for the U.S. ag sector to play offense. What do you mean by that, and and what are the specific challenges for the U.S. farm and animal sector arising from the COVID nineteen pandemic?
1: Yeah, thanks, Jane. I, I, you know, as it relates to playing offense, I think to, to clarify a little more, we we want people to prepare to play offense and. Um, I think I think this pandemic, this economic uncertainty, it has a tendency in, in, to to make winners and losers out of the, the those producers and businesses that are stronger, and 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 losers out of those that are weaker. So we've been we've been with our clients and with with others that that um, we're involved with in the ag sector. We've been stressing that they take take precautions now to make sure they're in a position to play offense whether that's this year or next year moving forward. Um, and you know that can take that can take the form of investment more technology, investment more acreage in the, at the farm level um, and, and inserting yourself into more markets um, and uh, taking on other products. But right now things are uncertain. We by no means are saying, "Hey, go out and 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 spend money." But um, there is disruption in the market, and times of disruption, um, it's as soon as as soon as someone some some business is uh, able to position themselves to play offense, they in, they tend to end up being the winners, as we we come out of those times.
0: And would you say there's any one uh, livestock uh, sector that's been affected? more so than others in the US
1: yeah well i you know the the dairy industry was already crippled coming into this and continues to have have headwinds there um, you know, I, I i do th- i tend to think that the um, the our our beef producers have had had some headwinds they from a pricing standpoint ha- didn't have the strongest of prices headed headed into this and and it, one at certain points, obviously, um, couldn't find markets. It does take longer to build build herds up than it does with chickens and and swine. And um, you know, we found that that those producers have been pretty resilient in, in the meat producers, the beef producers, in finding other markets. So um, to say who's been hit hardest, I don't know that I can go that far. They've all been hit pretty hard, but. We have seen resiliency in the response that that these industries ha- have put forward, and and uh, with our clients at least, we've seen a lot of that uh, with our beef producers.
0: Now we've seen in the U.S. and uh, and in other countries, uh, in, in Germany, and the U.K., uh, the the idea that the the meat packing sector, the meat processing sector, is a hot spot for COVID nineteen outbreaks. How do you think that the, the meat processing sector in the US is going to evolve as a result of this pandemic and all that we've seen in terms of those working conditions?
1: Well, there's not any going back to normal, whatever normal was, right? Um, I think I think anything that improves uh, food safety, worker safety, is a positive. And um, if this pandemic is here for a couple years or, or not. Uh, it you know pandemics can be a threat, and so. I think worker worker safety. Uh, the the changes that are being made now are are changes that that will remain, uh, and the industry is, you know, adapting to. Um, meat production right now is back up to about 98 percent of of what it was uh, capacity. So, um, you know, it's it it was significantly below capacity for a while, and now is is up now. I'm not saying that, that the work, worker, uh, all the worker safety issues have been solved, but definitely uh, things are, have been improved in that area and will continue to improve and are going to be here to stay. They just have to be.
0: Well, labor shortages have been an issue in the U.S. sector for a while. What do you see um, occurring in relation to those?
1: Uh, that's that's another one of those problems that's here to stay. It seems as well, a labor shortage was an issue pre-pandemic. Um, you know and that was that's related to um, our immigration policy, one that's that's been an issue that's been kicked down the road for for years. And um, until that gets settled, it's I think that's something that uh, whether we have a pandemic or not is something that the agricultural sector. Is just faced with um, seventy seventy percent of ag labor is 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 per, is immigrant um, immigrant labor, and so um, it's a big part of how we feed America, how how America's um, agricultural sector um, plays a plays a role in the world economy, and um, I think it's something that people lose sight of and um, uh, don't realize and um, and you know, when you get into a time like this, when you have have uh, food shortages and that sort of thing, I think people begin to focus uh, on labor and the other issues then. But it's something that, that has been a threat and has been a, a pressure on on uh, farm producers for quite some time.
0: And you, you talk about uh, pre-pandemic uh, challenges. We can talk about the U.S. ethanol sector and, and how that was pressured um, pre coronavirus outbreak what, what do you think the future is uh, for, for that and is it being supported
1: yeah i i you know i i can't opine on whether it's you know going away or to stay they certainly with uh, oil prices where they've been uh they there has been intense pressure from the oil lobby and the oil producing regions uh to do away with the government support of of uh, you know ethanol subsidies and um Seeing as that's a third to forty percent of of the corn market ethanol, uh, it's a big threat. It's definitely something that that if you're involved in corn production, it's a risk and a higher than normal risk. Higher than normal risk five years ago, six years ago. I think something people need to really been pay, be paying attention to. Um, you anyway, know, it was hailed as a as a um, sustainable fuel for so long, and a lot of the a lot of this, the information that's come out in the last decade shows that it's not quite as sustainable and um you know uh, how long can government policy uh, support something like that i think i think it's from a business standpoint a risk and and we'll see
0: okay but in in terms of um the, the byproduct from the U.S. ethanol sector uh, in the U.S. Um, the uh, grain distillers. Uh, w- what has been happening in terms of supply of that, and have farmers there been turning to alternatives?
1: Yeah, the um, exactly. There's. Um... So it's been interesting in the U.S. We've, you know, corn supply is estimated to be up about 14%. We've, our acreages to soybeans are, uh, acreage of planted soybeans are down and our corn is up. Of course, corn is not as big of an export product, uh, relies a lot on on um, distillers and ethanol and um, as, as part of the market. And those acres have gone up and demand just is not keeping up. And, um, you know, it's going to, I think that's why the, you, you, you look at pricing, and pricing on corn is down 320 uh, looking forward. And I think that that's something that when you see that you've got dub- double-digit div- digit supply estimates and single-digit demand uh, increase uh, estimates over the last two years, um, it's, uh, it's not a real bullish picture right now.
0: And China, though, the, seems to be consistent in terms of its its, its keeping to its pledge uh, in terms of buying U.S. agri commodities. We, we've seen um, a hike in the number of in the volume of soybeans that China has bought in in in, in recent weeks. Uh, what, what's the outlook, do you think, for U.S. sorghum and soybean trade right now?
1: Yeah, I you know, I, soybean acres are are down uh, in terms of what's planted, so supply is down and. If China comes through, which uh, you know all of the all the smoke signals right now signal uh, seem to indicate that uh, right now they're gonna they're gonna follow through with that. That's a good thing, a uh, really good thing. Um, you know, soybean exports are about 50 percent uh, of where U.S. soybeans go to, so that's a that's a good thing, and we just have to cross our fingers. Um, you know, the 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 problem is is everybody is kind of on edge because it all depends on um, President Xi and President Trump uh, during a US election year. So we'll see.
0: Okay, and um, where do you think feed demand is going to land uh, on the back of all of this, Brian, particularly in the second half of, of, of this year? Do you, do you think there's going to be an uptick in, in animal feed demand uh, given all that's happened?
1: Yeah, our economist is saying that we're going to see a, a, a you know, it's not anything significant, but we're going to see um, some single-digit upticks in, in feed demand um, this year, which is, uh, you know, which is which is a good thing. Um, we 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 need it on that end. We need some um, um, we need some depend de- dependable uh, prices and dependable um, uh, demand um, for our suppliers, and um, you know, we'll we'll have to. We'll have to cross our fingers and hope, but as long as, you have to think, as long as is, we're not facing another major uh, shutdown, another shutdown uh, across the U.S. that really upends the food uh, distribution system, that, that you've got you to feel that um, those, those numbers um, make some sense.
0: And Do you think the, the U.S. government is, is doing all it can in terms of support for the farm sector?
1: I don't think anybody, uh, anybody ever thinks they're doing enough, but, um, you know, they, they, uh, net farm income was estimated to be $92 billion uh, this year. And um, I, that, that first, uh, the, the, the first round of, of stimulus, uh, the CARES Act came through with, uh, you know, just under $20 billion in direct. Aid to farmers and uh, another, you know, 15 billion dollars of other food um, programs. So um, that was a good, a good first step. I think right now we need to monitor and make sure that uh, that farm defaults don't go up. That we don't see um, um, problems at the at the farm level. 97% of the farms in America are family owned. And um, there's two million farms, and so we we just need to make sure through all of our um, all commodities and all regions that we're not seeing major upticks there, um, because that's a problem. That ends up not only hurting these rural areas, but it also hurts our food supply.
0: And overall, then Brian, do, does Ag America see a strong rebound in the U.S. economy in the second half of 2020, or is is that too early to call given the um... The numerous outbreaks we've seen in the U.S. in in the past couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, it's, I think it's that's pretty exuberant. I, um, I mean, I I live I live in Florida, and we're uh, right now arguably at the the epicenter of where the U.S. infections are, and uh, it just it doesn't feel like that uh, we're to a point where the economy is ready to take off on a on a V curve. I think there's going to be fits and starts and. Um, you know, we, we don't need to be. Uh, th- this is a serious deal, and, and we don't need to be out uh, feeling like we've got to to turbocharge this thing. It should be gradual and be smart and be prudent. And um, you know, if that means uh, we're, we're we've got a, a gradual uh, improvement through the end of the year as we deal with the health side of this, and a, a strong return in 2021, that's uh, in my in my mind a win.